a little Everlast double shot there. That's uh, Folsom Prison Blues. You also heard ends. It is New Rock and 90s, 100.3 The X. The Morning After with Nick and Big J, 913. And uh, we're lucky enough to have on the phone with us this morning. The man himself, man, Everlast. Where are you calling us from this morning, dude? Uh, Los Angeles, at home. Hello, Mr. Everlast. How you doing? <laughs> I, I am, uh, I'm doing good. a little tired today, but I think I'm going to survive because, uh, well, I'm talking to you, and that's pretty damn cool, I have to say. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Cool, man. Well, listen, uh, first things first, uh, welcome back. How's it feel, man? I mean, it's like four years since your last album. Obviously, you've been staying busy, but it's got to feel good to be back on the scene, huh? Yeah, the, I mean, the funny thing is, is I didn't even realize it had been that long until I finished this record. And then I was like, man, it's been four years. So <laughs> the time just kind of flew by. I just, uh, um, you know, it's like after I had, like, I uh, left the house pain and did the whole Whitey Ford album, I had that whole health thing. And then I had been working steady since, like, basically 1992 up until about 2003. So I just kind of took some time off. But I didn't, you know, again, it flew by so quickly. Who knew it was going to be? like that long did you do anything in particular no i mean i i I got more i've been an art collector for a long time i pretty much i've been heavily doing that for the past couple years so um that's that's been mostly what i've been doing going to a lot of galleries doing some traveling stuff like that that sounds in-depth man you gotta have some cash to pull off that kind of business yeah uh yeah you know some of it you know some of it you catch early you find guys when they're up and coming and they're young you know that's kind of like actually more fun than going and buying really big like you know expensive established artist pieces but you know i've got i've got a decent collection was art something you were always always interested in or is you just kind of like hey this seems pretty cool and then you started to learn about it where did that come from well i mean uh, the whole way i got into music basically was i was originally a graffiti artist like i used to go out and paint with all these cats that were in the hip-hop and all this stuff and you know it kind of got me into it and i started like rapping for fun and it turned into like a whole career Cool. Well, about two months ago, we got a single from you called Letters Home from the Garden of Stone. Yep. And uh, we uh, we started playing the single a little bit. We liked it really uh, a lot. And uh, tell us a little bit about that song, where that comes from. Um, Just sitting around and, you know, I watch a lot of news and, you know, seeing stuff about the war. And then, like, the very next story would be about how, you know, the malls are going out of business because people ain't shopping and we should all be shopping more. And I was like started from the idea of like this is kind of ridiculous nobody not too many people really you know they talk about the war and they talk about the economy and all this but nobody talks about the people that were actually involved that are over there doing what you know what they got to do you know Um, and I just started thinking about it and kind of started just trying to imagine what it must be like to live that life to like okay let's let's you know do a day in the life of kind of thing and um somewhere along the line kind of channeled into some kind of energy that actually, uh, you know, was, you know, tapping into the feelings that these guys must have, because I've never been there, I've never been in war, I've never been in the service, but from the comments I get from most people that are have been to Iraq or in the Army, uh, they really appreciate the feeling in it, and, and, the, and, the, and the ideas expressed, are, they say, are pretty accurate, so somewhere along the lines, you know, something beyond me helped me out a little bit I, I have to say you know I, I'd love to take full credit but that's kind of how it became called Letters Home from the Garden of Stone is I felt like it was maybe being channeled to me from beyond and the Garden of Stone being a reference to a cemetery or particularly Arlington National Cemetery. 
Now, I've always been a huge Johnny Cash fan, and so when I when I heard you, uh, you cover Folsom Prison, I, I was like, at first I was kind of taken back. I'm like, well, what do I think about this song? And then the more I hear it, the more I like it. And I'm just wondering, you know, usually Johnny was covering people's music. How, how exactly did you pick Folsom Prison Blues? And it just seems to fit with you, I think. Um, the way it came about was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill uh, and one of my musical partners who helped me produce the record, Kephas, uh, the three of us started this uh, little group doing, like, little live mashups. We'd shoot out to Vegas and do, like, special events and parties and corporate events. And, but it would just be, like, Muggs cutting beats. And I'd cover some songs and do some songs of my own. And Folsom Prison just happened to be one of them. And uh, the beat and, and the beat Muggs chose to throw under it was the Insane in the Membrane Cypress Hill thing. And after doing it live at a, at a, at a bunch of shows, I, I just was like, I really had the desire to, I was like, we got to record it. it. It's just too much fun. You know, um, I know some Johnny Cash purists are going to, you know, have their opinion about it, but... Um, we, I was actually one of them when I first recorded it. I, I took it down to John Carter Cash and, uh, you know, let him know, like, yo, how big, I'm a huge fan of your dad's and uh, I want to have utmost respect if I'm going to go ahead and do this because, you know, I want to make sure everybody knows I have the right intentions behind it. And he fell in love with it. He loved it. And, and probably the best thing out of the whole trip was him actually expressing to me that he thought his dad would have dug it a lot. And, um, they were instrumental in, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the video yet, but uh, we basically superimposed me into uh, the old Johnny Cash variety show. And um, they were instrumental in helping us get all that footage and getting it cleared and all that. So yeah, once, that's... once I got his stamp of approval, it was, you know, it, it's, it's on. I was like, it's going on the album. I was going to ask you a little bit about the video because I, I did see it, and it's really cool the way they, they put you on the Johnny Cash show, and you're in there playing to a live audience, and he's in there playing background guitar with you. And um, Is that just basically all green screen, and you have to kind of just pretend the entire way? Um, it, it, it's actually pretty genius. There's a lot of green screen, but then there's a couple, there's a bunch of shots, too, where we just rebuilt the, action, the set. Oh, okay. Like the train track set is, an, like, if you watch the Johnny Cash DVD of the shows, you'll see that set, but we actually just recreated it. So, um, but there's a lot of green screen, obviously. So, uh, but it was a fun experience, man. I had a really good time. It's a, it's a really cool video. And, you know, we, we talk about the cover here. And one of the things that, that you know, you, when you're covering an artist, you have to kind of make it your own. Because if you straight up cover Johnny Cash, you know he's going to win every time. But when you make this song your own, like you did with this particular cover, it, it really kind of sets its own staple. And you did a really good job with it. So we, we really dig the hell out of the song. Wow, thank you very much. Yeah. Like I said, I know some purists are going to have problems with it, but hey, you know what I mean? Everybody's got, you know, if you ain't got haters, you ain't you ain't, you ain't doing your job. <laughs> you know, I don't want to uh, <clears throat> age you at all, uh, but uh, I, I think I was in, uh, in, in uh, sophomore high school when uh, House of Pain Jump Around came out. And um, I was uh, I was scared of you. <laughs> like I I was like God. I hope I don't run into that guy in an alley because he's gonna he's gonna thug straight up beat me up. <laughs> and you just kind of have that tough attitude. Um, have you lost any of that over the years? You still you still tough? I don't know. It's, it's a, I mean I, I would consider myself tough in the sense that I, you know it's hard to hard to break me down. It's hard to stop me. Back then, you might have been right to be afraid of me because we were wild. We were we were like 21 years old with like a worldwide hit and cash in our pockets, and we were maniacs. So, uh, but now I've uh, you know, tough to me is like you know, uh, uh, is 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 a uh, more of a a, a descriptive.
description of uh, how you lived your life, not your actions. Yeah. You know I mean, like the whole tough guy thing. Yeah, I'm over that. I'm I'm, I'm much uh, more satisfied being the guy people like being around. And, and you know, I think, but that that's a testament too to uh, stereotyping people and uh, and having judgments about people. And you don't know someone, and then you you have an idea about them, but that has nothing to do with who they are. And uh, with the the art and the stuff we learned from you today, it's just uh, you're one cool mother effing cat. I think. Thank you very much. And and I and, and I want to see some Everlast live. Let's now. do it, man. It's Never coming. seen I'm, it, man. I'm so geared up and ready to go for go go on tour. It's been so long that. Um, that's everything's getting set up right now, and and I know in September I'm doing a small club tour to kind of get out there and get the buzz going again, and then hopefully from there bigger and better things. Cool, man. Well, we would love to see you around Boise Way. Uh, is the album still gonna be called Love War and the Ghost of Whitey Ford? Oh, absolutely. And uh, do you have a release date for it yet? September 23rd. Awesome, dude. We're looking forward to it, dude. Much success with the song. Kick some ass on tour. Maybe we'll see you around, all right? All right, brother. Beautiful. That's Everlast checking in this morning on uh, The Morning After with Nick and Big J's. Cool guy, dude. Yeah, very cool. I'd love to see him live. Yeah, Let's it'd be see. nice to get him around these parts. Let's make it happen, Big J. Make it happen. Uh, uh, how come I have to make it happen? Can we do it? We're Idaho's Concert Authority. Pressure's on you, man. It's The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines. On you. Coming up next, it is 100.3, The X. There comes a time in a man's life when he must step forward.